This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 306, Four Things You Don't Know About Writing Task 1. You are listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. We believe in connection, not perfection, and we're here to show you how to get the score that you need on your next IELTS exam. Find out why our strategies are the most powerful in the IELTS world and get your free video masterclass at allearsenglish.com forward slash I-N-S-I-D-E-R. Now, let's get to the show. Writing task one is not like your typical academic essay and we'll show you what makes it weird and unique today. Plus, find out how to give the examiner exactly what they want for your highest score. This podcast has helped thousands of people get the scores they need on IELTS with two new free episodes every week. You get advice on everything IELTS. From idioms to academic vocabulary, grammar to pronunciation, and even test strategies for every part of the exam. Don't miss an episode. Hit follow right now. What's shaking, Jessica? How's it going out there on the West Coast? You know, pre- pretty awesome. There's a there's a balance of pretty awesome and just okay. Like I would, uh, I okay. wouldn't say bad, but just okay. I had to go to the physical therapist again today. Oh. Yeah, but it's but it's good news. I mean, okay. nothing is like super messed up. Yeah. I just I need to do some special exercises for a while. Yeah. Um, I can start run walking, like jog walking mm-hmm. again. So that was good news. Oh, that's so, good. Yeah, yeah. Not all bad. How about you? Do you have better news than me? Oh my God, <laughs> I have better news. Well, I didn't get a lot of sleep this weekend because I spent a lot of time driving to the mountains. I woke up at like quarter Ooh. of four on Sunday oh my morning God. so that we could get to the trailhead at nine up in the White Mountains. Cool. Wow. Yeah. And we hiked all day until about seven from nine to seven. Whoa. And then we got oh home God. at like one in the morning. So it was a <gasps> crazy day. Yeah. That is such an <laughs> awesome adventure. Oh my God. How many, how many miles did you hike? Uh, it was about a nine or 10 mile hike. So. Sheesh. Yeah. Yeah. But That's it's just so preparation awesome. for the big one in a couple of weeks is the right. big crazy hike. So I'm happy about my cardio level right now. I'm doing a lot of training to prepare. Awesome. And I was happy that this, this hike this weekend proved to me that I, I think I'm basically ready. You know, sometimes for these big pushes, you're never totally ready, but you're up to a certain level of cardio that then you know you'll be able to just push through on will, you know? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've read about marathon training and it's like some, some, uh, like some strategies are like you don't have to actually run a full marathon to prepare, (laughs) right? Like, yeah. It's just run like, 15 miles, maybe do a 20 mm-hmm. mile, but never actually do the full, yeah. you know, what is it, 24, 26, 26. or something? Yeah, that's a good yeah. point, actually. And and that's similar to, I mean, you talk about an, an analogy with IELTS preparation, right? We have you guys going through very specific activities every day, and they're not always taking a practice test, right? We're not, not always doing a right. full practice test, and that makes a lot of sense. 
I've had to tell students to slow down on the practice test recently. I mean, they get confident with the strategies and then all of a sudden they're doing, you know, like a full listening test every single day. Wow. And I'm like, the, the, okay, slow down. <laughs> I have to give them like a maximum number, no more than three tests per week, you know, like yeah. depending on where they are in their preparation. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's way easy to overdo it and it's way easy to underdo it. So yeah. getting the guidance for get, gaining that balance in your preparation that's that's tough that's tough to to do that is tough well and then i think about people who do it the incorrect way where instead of getting into a course they just try to go and take the practice test by themselves and they take like 25 practice tests but they never learn yeah. strategies they never break it down into small exercises and activities to master the skills it's the equivalent right. of going out and saying okay in november i'm running a marathon so today i'm going to run marathon one tomorrow marathon two Right. You're going to be so dead by the time the November marathon comes. Right. That's why I messed up my knee again. Okay. I'm like, oh, I can do this. No problem. Let's like sprint for five miles. Yeah. And I'm not 16 anymore. I can't just go sprint for five miles. I need to like do strength training yeah. and balance and agility. And I need to break all the body movements of running, all the individual muscle groups. Yeah. Right. Like those are like your eye skills yeah like we have this huge goal passing the test and then we break it down and there's no way to pass the test unless you you know strengthen this muscle group individually unless you practice this skill by itself yeah so that's one of the best things about our strategies is that we do break apart individually skill by skill and then bring it together in a strategy and then bring that together in to test practice, right? So yeah. it's this really like step by step training method to, to run the IELTS marathon. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that. And this could have been an entire episode just in itself, but we're making a little bit of a side point before we get into what we're going to talk about today, writing task one. But this is an important side point, guys, because it's yeah. not all about just learning the strategies. It's learning how to learn the strategies. It's learning how to prepare for this test. If you don't know how to prepare for it correctly, you will not get to your goal and you'll end up taking it 25 times. And exactly. who knows? You know, we don't want to give up on our dreams here. You guys have dreams. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what we're talking about today. I mean, you can't um, approach IELTS at, even if you've taken academic writing, even if you've been to English speaking university and written research papers, that does not prepare you for writing task one. I mean, you guys have to recognize that IELTS is unique and there are a lot of various small skills and very specific things that the examiner is looking for that you don't learn in university. Okay. University writing class, whatever. It doesn't teach you about IELTS writing task one. The only person that could teach you about that, that could tell you what the examiner is looking for, is someone that actually works with the exam. Okay. General English, any test prep, whatever person cannot help you with task one, guys, because they don't know how unique it is. It's so weird. Task one is so strange that you can't just like guess. Like that's impossible. So right. today- and That's one of the mistakes that people are making. Right, Jessica, they're hiring yeah. general English teachers to, or academic teach writing teachers or general test prep teachers to help them with this, and it's not going to work. So, what are we doing today, Jessica? Exactly, exactly. So, today, guys, I'm just going to briefly outline four things that make 
IELTS Task 1 unique, okay? And again, just like all the stuff in our course, this is directly coming from what the examiner is looking for. This advice literally helps you get higher scores because that's what it's connected to is the scoring system. So the first thing, guys, um, task one is all about numbers, right? And this just freaks people out. They don't know what to do with it. They're looking at a graph or a table or a pie chart, and there's just all these numbers. What do you do with the numbers? Well, um, the first instinct of a person approaching this is to just throw all the numbers in there. Just all the numbers they see, put them in their essay. You know what, guys? If you do that, you're going to get your score for the task uh, task achievement goes down to a five because you're putting too much in. Okay. So that hurts your score. The same thing if you have no numbers, it also goes down to a five. So you need to strike the balance. So there are key numbers that you must include in every task one essay. And they're different depending on if it's change over time or static. And guys, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just go to our site and search change over time and search static. Um, and you can find that stuff out. But um, so in our course, I tell you exactly what numbers to choose. For example, on change over time, it'll be beginning, end, highest, lowest. It's these very simple things to remember, the short list, and that's all you need to put in your essay. Nothing more, nothing less, or your score goes down automatically. One of our success stories from the Three Keys IELTS Success System is Ana Luisa Alves from Brazil. We helped her move her listening score from 8 to 8.5, reading from 8 to 8.5, writing from 6 to 7.5, and speaking from 8 to 9. If you are looking for similar results, our strategy system can get you there. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash K-E-Y-S. Yeah, I really love the idea of going into task one with a very kind of specific eye for what the examiner is looking for. And you're picking those things out. So you're going into it with the right angle, right? With the yeah, right lenses. Exactly. You're not just going and throwing all the numbers down and panicking. You need to be prepared for this essay, guys. This is not an easy one. Exactly. So the reason why the these key numbers, the reason why they're so important is because they support our second point, which is the overall trend. Um there's a YouTube video about it that I've done. It's also on our site. The overall trend, guys, it's like a thesis statement, all right? But in uh, in most cases, you wouldn't expect that you need it in an, in an essay about numbers. So the overall trend just says, in general, um, what changed from the beginning to end. So that's the overall trend for a change over time. Um, slightly different for static, slightly different for um, maps, for diagrams. But the point of the overall trend is that it's a general statement, okay, describing all the information you see. No details, no numbers. It's the general statement. But this is how it's connected to the first point is that these key numbers must prove, must support the overall trend. So that's how those two things are connected. And it's not automatically apparent, even to native speakers, what this is. I mean, you could show a task one question to any native speaker and say, what's the overall trend? Or how would you summarize this? And they're not going to get it right. They, it's, it's hard, you guys. You need, you need an IELTS professional to show you. Um, 
Um, and once you do understand what that is, it's a very simple thing. Like I said, for example, change over time is just in general, what increased, what decreased, right? And it is that simple for each type of question, but you just need to learn what the examiner needs to see for each type of question. Yeah, I love that. And and we've been referring to where you guys can find these videos and these articles that we've been doing. By now, we've done 300 uh, episodes and we've done a ton of videos. So you can go over to IELTS.AllEarsEnglish.com. That's where you can find our videos and our episodes. So you can look these things up yeah. and go deeper because it's not enough just to listen today. You got to dig in and get started. There is such an amazing amount of material on there, you guys. The blog posts, the the articles about our YouTube videos, the episodes. I mean, there's just a wealth, veritable wealth of information there. Um, all right. So the third thing, the third unique thing about task one is that you cannot include your opinions. You cannot include anything that you do not see in front of you on the chart. And I've seen native speakers try to approach task one. Um, and they always put in their opinion because that's what we learn to do in our writing. Yeah. You know, what you have, it's an essay. You have to describe, you know, maybe why you think these numbers exist or what might happen in the future. So no opinions, no predictions. You can only describe what you see. Um, you lose points, guys, if you start wandering off. Ooh, that's really important to know. And that's another reason that we can't just go and do this on our own or go and do it with an academic tutor because the academic tutor would probably tell you to put an opinion in there, I would guess. I've seen that. I've seen people yeah. present essays to me where they had like a conclusion about, um, especially a conclusion saying what their opinion about what they think the future might be for this right. topic or whatever. Mm. Um, and I could see that there's some native speaker behind them telling them to do this. And I'm just <laughs> like, who, why, who are you studying with? This is <laughs> not even part of what I need to see from you. So that's, yeah, that's frustrating. So don't include anything you don't see. Um, so the last thing, guys, is about the vocabulary. Now, you've heard us say this before, that in order to get a seven or higher for vocab, you have to show the examiner interesting, um, unique phrases, right? So in this case, that's difficult to do because we're not presenting an opinion. We're not coming up with our own idea. So where does this interesting vocab come from? Um, I've been using change over time as an example, so I'll continue in that vein. So in change over time, for example, you're talking about increase, decrease, right? Um, and you could see lists of synonyms and textbooks and whatnot, like jump, fall, rise dramatically, uh, increase considerably, stuff like that. Yeah. That'll, that'll get you, that's enough for a six, but you guys need higher than that. So, um, I believe we talked about this on a recent episode, but do start finding your own native speaker ways to say stuff, or you're not going to get higher than a six. It's all about the interesting adverbs, adjectives, and nouns to describe numbers. All right. So business section of the newspaper, finance section of the newspaper, you can always highlight at least two phrases that are more interesting than increase dramatically. <laughs> yeah. And I think we did do a very recent episode on this. So if you guys come back to the blog, IELTS.AllEarsEnglish.com and type in writing task one, you should get some kind of episode that will give you some specific words. I think we have that, Jessica. Yeah, yeah we do. We made some some vocab recommendations for task one recently. So yes. yeah, there's, there's um for some reason, I've been going through a task one phase. I go through different phases with 
with what I'm <laughs> focusing on in my IELTS head. Um, so there's a lot of really, really useful recent information about task one on our site. Awesome. Love it. So those are the four things that make writing task one different and counterintuitive and strange and bizarre. And that's why we can't do this <laughs> by so ourselves. Weird. Yeah. And um, guys, I mean, I did use change over time as an example today um, for all of these four unique characteristics. But remember, change over time is only one kind of question. There's also static, there's maps, diagrams, natural processes. Um, and all of these ideas change according to the question. So yeah, keep yeah. that in mind. <laughs> right. So a good reason to get into our course, if you want to be cover, cover all your bases here and get a daily study plan from Jessica, go to allyoursenglish.com forward slash K-E-Y-S and get in our course, guys. Make it easy on yourself. You know, do the smart thing. Yeah, It's a lot there's of work, Jessica, to go. I mean, we have a lot of amazing episodes, but nothing's in order. Totally. Nothing's in a step-by-step -step fashion. So it's a lot of work to go around and create your own study plan just by using our blog. I, I, you know, our resources, the way that I use them now mm -hmm. um, with students is to supplement what they're doing in the course, right? right? right. Um, and they're, it's excellent for supplementary homework to focus on specific personal issues, um, like with speaking and writing, for example, like pronunciation, like vocabulary, like, right, these like personal problems that you need a little bit more attention on. That's what's great about all of our additional resources. Yeah. So like if I have a power hour with a student or a VIP lesson with a student, then it's so awesome because we have so much amazing material. I can just say, you know what? These are your two issues holding you back. Like I can pinpoint mm. exactly what's holding you back from a seven. So watch these two videos, listen to these three episodes, right? And then, you know, <laughs> you're going to be fine. It's like a yeah. doctor. Just these three things, call me in the morning. You're going to be fine. <laughs> I love that. Here's the picture. And <laughs> I love it. I exactly. Love it. But you need that base. You know, our students, they have that foundation because they've learned our strategies first. And that's what we want. You need you that first. Yeah. Yeah. You need that first. You definitely do. And I want to request to our listeners, if you guys have used this podcast to increase your score or if it's helped you in any way, please go over and leave us a review in iTunes. We need those reviews, guys, to keep this show going and keep it strong. So go on over right now over to iTunes, search for IELTS Energy Podcast and leave us a review. Tell us what you want to learn on the show. Totally. Yeah. We love seeing those guys. Of course, we love to know how we're helping you, but also how else can we help you, right? What other questions do you have? So definitely, definitely get in touch on Facebook, on Facebook, on <laughs> iTunes, guys. That would be fantastic. Awesome. Jessica, thanks for talking about writing task one today. I'm glad you're on a writing task one kick here. That's, uh, that's I don't good. know what it is, but I am. Yeah. <laughs> just go with it. Just go with it. Oh, so funny. I'm inspired. I just specifically inspired. All right. Well, let, we'll try and talk about something different in the next episode. All right. All right that sounds good. All right. We'll see you back here again tomorrow. Take care. All right. Sounds good. Bye, Lindsay. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. And if you want to get tips from Lindsay and Jessica every week on how to get a seven on your next IELTS exam, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks again and see you soon. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. 
making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car, like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. 